Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back. Headed towards the long slog being over. We've been with you for a couple hours, two and a half hours, headed to 940. Charlie and Dave take over at that point in time. The Nats haven't doing battle with the uh, Dodgers tonight out in L.A. Um, You know, I was listening on our sister station, 980, earlier today, Denton. Uh, Scott Jackson was sitting in and doing some good work there in the afternoon. He had Rick Snyder on. Rick has covered Washington football uh, forever. Um, back to when the name on their uniform, actually it just had the little R on the uniform, right? So, But he, Rick was talking about... Um, you know, Scott sort of prefaced this question by saying, you know, lots of new faces on offense. Uh, you know, hearing great things about Antonio Gibson. The wide receiver core appears to be bolstered with a draft pick. and Deami Brown, one year older, blah, 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 right? Um, Scary Terry under contract, all that stuff. What do you think the biggest issue is with the, uh, uh, <laughs> with the offense? And... Uh, uh, Rick was said, listen, the biggest issue with the offense is the biggest issue with the team. Really, what happens with his team is direct, going to be directly re- related to what Carson Wentz brings to the table on the team. And, um, and it kind of struck me that two things. First of all, that we're going to go through a training camp starting Wednesday where, as I mentioned earlier, every single pass, every single choice is going to be dissected, uh, even by people like us who didn't see them. You know, they will have been described to us by people like Rick, by other sports writers who come on the show, nice enough to, um, you know, give us recaps of what they saw. And it was just a year ago, it seems like a longer time ago than that, just a year ago, I remember sitting in, I was doing Kevin Sheehan's show for a full week, and we were talking about every single pass that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw last year. So this is part and parcel. Of the gig, right? I mean, this is, and I guess, too, when you're at a place, you mentioned the fact that in your lifetime, you haven't seen many very good quarterbacks come through here. So this is what we do in this town, or is this this way in every NFL town? I mean, there is quite literally a laundry list of quarterbacks. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the picture of every single quarterback that we've had. Who was your least favorite? I mean, it, it does pain me a little bit to say that Mark Sanchez played here. That was kind of weird. 
I don't know, least favored in terms of someone that made me angry all the time. Yeah, Mark Sanchez is a good pull, by yeah, the way. Mark Sanchez was a weird one. I don't know if there was someone that I vehemently... Ah, uh, Rex Grossman was probably up there. He yeah. he made my life a nightmare. But that also kind of, in turn, became Robert Griffin. And mm-hmm. I would take the year or so of Rex Grossman and you know the great quarterback battle of 2011 between Rex Grossman and John Beck. Boy, what a time <laughs> that was to be a fan of this organization. That got us the year of RG3, so yes, it did. I guess that kind of paid off. But I, yeah, I'd say either Sanchez or Grossman were the two that immediately come to mind. Yeah. I mean, is it this way? Like, I remember vividly last year because I was on every morning and we were dissecting what happened the day before from camp. Uh, even though I didn't see a play. I mean, none of that is televised. You know, occasionally they'll show guys, you know, basically it's basically like B-roll where they just show their, you know, guys throwing uh, lobbing passes out there. But the analysis of every single part of a quarterback, and, and now this guy comes in, he was arguably the best quarterback in the league for a lot of 2017. The, the drop has been precipitous and loud, and and this, you would think, is a last stop, right? Is it not? It's a last stop of his dreams of being a, a QB1. Yeah. He could go be a backup somewhere for he the next five to six years. He could hold a clipboard is what you're saying. Yeah. He, yeah. Could, he could hold a clipboard. His somewhere. redemption window is coming to a close here. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, the focus, and it's funny because I – I, training camp is kind of interesting to me because realistically, when you get right down to it, how many spots do you think actually are open and available? I would I would say maybe six or seven. I'd say a handful. Yeah, not a ton. Yeah, not, not a, a ton. ton. And then you throw in the fact that at the end of camp, you're basically monitoring other people's waiver wires because you may you may you know one man's trash another man's treasure right and you may be able to find something so uh i don't know i just think that there's so many so many interesting parts to the camp um and yet we fixate on the one position and the one guy and i guess that's why these guys have paid the big money and that's also why you know the the quarterback is always sort of your golden boy. And that's why, too, you think, look at the numbers these guys are now making. It wasn't just Deshaun Watson. You know, the deal that um, uh, Murray got in Arizona. The deal that, the deal that you know, that I think the Ravens are going to be forced to pull the trigger on in Baltimore. Um, similar levels of commitment and money. Well, I hope the Ravens don't have that silly clause that the Cardinals threw into Kyler Murray's contract of, Four hours of studying. I, I hope they don't put that on Lamar. That's pretty insulting. <laughs> I don't know how he agreed to that. Yeah, yeah. But from the, from what I read, and I didn't dive too deep into it, but from what I read, it was almost like he was happy that was there. It's like his sign of showing commitment to the organization that you guys are going to give me all this money and I'm gonna. I'm going to study. I'm going to do the bare minimum of what my job requires. <laughs> I'm not going to do 401. I'm going to do four. I'm going to do an even four. And and the the fact of the matter is is that you know you would think in a perfect world these guys four hours is something you do in a day, right? You know, I mean, four, I mean four hours four hours is something you just do in your sleep, right? You can you can 
the stories are legendary about, you know, Brady being in the Patriots film room at four 30 in the morning, things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's nuts. But Lamar's going to get paid and paid handsomely. You would think, I, I don't know what the holdup is necessarily. And Lamar has more to me has more, uh, <clears throat> all that Murray has ever done. Not that I'm a, I don't live and die with the Cardinals or anything, but they're terrific in the first six or eight weeks of the season. And then by the end of the year, they're, they're, they become irrelevant. Lamar is a different animal, and Lamar has made that team competitive. Last year, as I mentioned earlier, their two best running backs went down with ACL tears. And that, you know, by, by necessity, had to become the, the Lamar show. You know, and uh, generally speaking, he holds up his part of the bargain. So I, I don't know what other stories you're interested in in training camp, and it, and it doesn't really matter, Denton. Because it's going to be all Carson all the time. It is, but I am curious about our running back situation. Because yeah, we have Antonio Gibson, and I think he has the potential to be a true number one running back. Uh, McKissick is the guy that's going to take the top off of uh, a defense, and he's going to get you those big chunk plays on your third downs. Brian Robinson is a guy that I think a lot of us should be paying attention to. He played his college ball at Alabama, and we know the kind of program that Alabama is. You know, they got those 18s down there for a reason. Um, he's a guy that I think is a much more natural runner, whereas Gibson is, you know, he's a convert he's a wide from wide receiver, receiver. Made into a running back, yeah. Right, yeah. so I think Brian Robinson is a guy that I hope he doesn't fall into that category of guys that we rave over and then disappoint, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he's a guy that could really impact this offense in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean uh... – you would think that having McKissick back alone, you know, it's hard to really put a finger on exactly when everything unraveled last year for this team. Uh, the the rescheduled COVID game against Philadelphia was one of those one of those games uh, that they ended up playing on a Monday or Tuesday, and uh, and then they were had nothing left in the tank after that game to play the next weekend. But McKissick was hurt right around that time too. And he'd become such a weapon for them. I remember the, uh, the one of the great highlight plays of last year was the play he made to win the game against Atlanta down there in the uh, in the dome uh, after Atlanta had come back and made that made that a game. That was one of the the highlight plays of the year. If you want to be a, a competitive team, and I know the NFC East is is the NFC least, right? Like the division really isn't that good. But if you want to be competitive in any form of football, you have to have a guy like him that is a threat when running the football because he is a threat in that spot as well, but is a guy that's a matchup nightmare because you don't want to waste a corner on him, but a linebacker or a safety is going to be in trouble when they're matched up with him because he's so versatile in some of the routes he can run. So I think you're absolutely right. When he got hurt, the offense became much more much more one-dimensional to an extent, and I think having him healthy this season is going to be a huge benefit for a guy like Carson Wentz. It also meant that Gibson would wear down by the end of the season. He wasn't near, nearly the player that he was at the end because he wasn't getting uh, you know, the, the downs off. Um, the other, not to be overly simplistic about it, and you, you think about keys to the season, things like that, they have to start beating division teams. <laughs> they have to start – I mean – you can if you've got to go two and zero against the Giants, but you have to start. You can't go zero and two against Philly. You can't go zero and two against Dallas. You know if you if you sweep the Giants and you split the other against the other teams, it's a lot different than where they've been in the, in years past. 
And if you struggle in conference and you, you basically you're, you're, you're committing yourself to a one and five start to your season, you know, or Oh, and six, you know? So, I mean, they've just been absolutely awful uh, against division teams, at least. And maybe that's just a short term thing, but it seems to me that's been a real struggle of late. No, that seems like a long-term thing. (laughs) That seems like something going on for quite some time. All right, let's take a break. Pay some bills. Chris Naki, Denton Day with you. Back in just a few minutes on 106.7 The Fan, Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back in the waning hours of the show. Chris Naki, Denton Day with you. Charlie and Dave coming up at 940. Nats getting ready to take on the Dodgers out at Chavez Ravine. That's a place I'd like to go, Denton. Dodger Park. Got to go see a game out there. Um, Wanted to put a bow on something, too, that, you know, people become sort of numb to to the money that we're talking about in sports. It's just, it's berserk. It's beyond belief. And specifically, you know, NBA free agency has been in a frenzy since the moment the clock struck midnight on June 30th. That was the start of uh, NBA free agency. Several star players agreed to record-setting deals. Um, Most, you know, in most cases to stay at their respective franchises. There are a couple of Loose ends still still out there. Donovan Mitchell, uh, Kevin Durant, of course. Kyrie, wacky, wacky Kyrie. Um, in no particular order here, just to put a bow on this, because it is it bears repeating. Devin Booker agreed on a four-year, two hundred twenty-four million dollars super max extension to stay with Phoenix. John Morant, <clears throat> transcendent star that he is. Agreed to terms on a four-year designated rookie extension likely worth $226 million. The highest paid player in the NBA at this point in time, and that's just today because somebody will pass this next year. Uh, The Joker, Nikola Jokic, uh, agreed to the richest contract in NBA history. Five-year, $264 million Supermax extension. Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, uh, signed Carl Anthony Towns to a four-year, $224 million Supermax extension, uh, pretty much the same deal that Devin Booker got. So uh, that's just as starters. Uh, the, the biggest storyline of the su- st- summer is still in flux, and basically we're all refreshing our Twitter timelines for what's going on with Durant. Durant asked for a trade on June 30th. Uh, he listed the Heat and the Suns as preferred destinations. The Suns are... No longer a possibility at this point in time uh, because of DeAndre Ayton. The only trade bait they really had uh, is sort of has to, has to stick with that team. Durant's teammate Kyrie Irving opted out, or excuse me, opted in to his $36.5 million player option on the 27th of June, but his future in Brooklyn is as uncertain as Durant's. Uh, Windhorse, Brian Windhorse reports that Durant and Irving do not have a problem playing together. It just wouldn't be in Brooklyn. Elsewhere, 
James Harden signs forty-seven point four million. Bradley Beal, um, those guys are actually they, they both declined their player options on the eve of free agency. Beal then signed a five-year, two hundred fifty-one million dollar max. Harden ended up signing a two-year deal just the other day. So I mean, these are insane numbers. Now you've still got some guys out there, not the least of which is Donovan Mitchell. Now. Donovan Mitchell is a dynamic player. There's no question about it. Multi-time All-Star. He's an electric athlete. Been on the small side, six foot six one. Uh, not that that matters with the way that he plays. The Utah Jazz were patient and got a haul for trading Rudy Gobert. They traded basically Gobert and got five number one, a handful of number ones back. So they're being just as patient with Donovan Mitchell. Now, we heard some updates today. I don't know if you heard this, Denton, in some way, shape, or form. You are Washington Wizards uh, on a short list of teams that apparently talking to Danny Ainge. And if I were talking to Danny Ainge, I think I'd check my back pocket. He has a way of coming out on top on these things. I would hang up the phone if I was talking to Danny Ainge. perhaps. I don't know if you know or have seen anything online about that. I don't know what the Wizards would have to give up in a situation like that. They're they're reluctant, I think, in this day and age with Tommy Shepard running the shop, re- reluctant to give up a lot of w- in the way of draft capital. The other thing is, is that they, <clears throat> I'm not sure of the fit with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's a six foot one inch guard. He's not a point guard, um, though. You could give you some minutes there. I, I just. I, I don't know what, what the cost would be, what the price would be for a guy like that. Uh, the cost would s- certainly show up on the scoreboard because Donovan Mitchell, not exactly a great defender. Uh, Bradley Beals had some issues defending in, in years past. So, you know, you, you give up the loot for Donovan Mitchell. I personally think the only person you should be thinking about giving up more than one or two draft picks for right now is Kevin Durant. Yeah. If you can get Durant, go get Durant. But we saw the report. I think it was last weekend that Danny Ainge was asking the Knicks for four players and six first-round draft picks for a guy in Donovan Mitchell that has had a tendency to shoot his team out of games uh, in years past. So I understand that there's a lot of upside there, but if I'm the Wizards, I would think about giving up four players and six picks for Durant. I'm hanging up on Danny Ainge if he asks for that. Like, thanks, but we're not doing this. We'll call you again if you can be a little bit more civil in these discussions. Well, to be fair, you da- you have to have a, a starting point in your negotiations. And so whether or not, and, and you, you come down off of that, of course. And, and I don't know what the Knicks would have. There are a couple of guys. I would take Randall. I'd take Barrett, for sure. Who was not in that, in yeah, that trade package. Yeah. And, you know, they I thought saw Emmanuel quickly was a part of that. You know, this is a team, uh, Utah, that cannot, traditionally uh, entice free agents to come to Salt Lake. If you've ever been there, it's a different kind of town. It's not an NBA club and all night sort of a place, you know? <laughs> and I have a daughter who's out there. So, I mean, I know it's it can be kind of lame, but it's a, it, it's, a, it's a great fan base. And guys who, who go there love the experience. It's just it doesn't have the trappings of a lot of NBA towns. It looks very nice, though. So if you're a big Instagram player and want to get some fly picks for the gram, you know, that Utah scenery is something that would really drive those likes up. Yeah, winter comes early out there, too. So that's a part <laughs> of it. That's a part of it as well. Um, 
I, again, I, the, the other thing, the, I think the thing that I would fear, this is a team that doesn't really have the bigs that I think you really need to compete. You know, and, and the one guy they have is sort of the, the ideal sort of stretch four model is Kuzma. And I'd hate to think that he's really the most attractive trade piece that which you would have. Um, and I'd hate to, to think that you'd, you'd give up on that guy uh, at this point in time. Some of these guys, too, you know, you, I'd be reluctant to deal guys who are still under your control, you know, um, because it, the salaries just escalate so dramatically. What would you have to pay? I think Donovan Mitchell has two more years that, you, that he's under contract, but ultimately you got to pay that bill. You're not going to trade for him for, for t- just two seasons. It's not like it's not like this this franchise is that close to a championship or to pay dirt. That yeah, we got Donovan Mitchell here. He's a difference maker. He's going to take us to the promised land. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. And we've seen that. Like we know exactly what he is when he was playing in Utah. So pairing him with Brad for two years, I don't even want to think about what the number is going to be for Donovan Mitchell. I know what it was for Brad, and that was an exceptionally steep number. We're certainly not going to do that with two players. So I, I mean, I think the, I think the ask is too much for what we would be rewarded with as a franchise. It's fun to see the team name involved in these reports because at least it shows that Tommy Shepard is picking the phone up, and I think that is a, a win from where we've been in years past. But Donovan Mitchell to DC, count me out on that hashtag. You know, I was banging the drum for this trade all year last year, and uh, and it, I think it was on the table for a pretty extended period of time. Uh, yeah, there was report that Jason Tatum really wanted to play with Beal, and that he wanted, you know, they wanted a Brown for Beal deal. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, two years. He's got two years left on his contract under your control at. $56 million, and conversely, you just gave Bradley Beal $265 million. So uh, I hope it works out. You know, I root for these guys, but uh, sometimes you shake your head, you know. Again, phone net, my phone rarely rings. All right, got uh, one short segment coming up before we throw to Charlie and Dave. The name of the show is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. At Odyssey app. All right, we're wrapping this puppy up. Chris Naki Denton Day with you. We've uh, had the long two-and-a-half, three-hour slog here. Charlie and Dave coming up. Nets getting ready to take on the Dodgers. You know, had a had a uh, interesting tweet sent my way. Um, my man Chris in Hyattsville uh, tweeted me the following. Hey, ex-coach, at ex-coach Naki, by the way, is my Twitter handle. The St. Louis Cardinals make a ton more revenue than the Nets. Better, more loyal fan base. Uh, they don't have to share TV revenue with another team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, it's, it kind of goes without saying. But, I mean, um, and and I guess where I'm going with this, and by the way, if you go to Fangraphs, and I had a chance to look this up a while ago, and I I, I, I think you're wrong, Chris, on the TV part of it uh, in terms of what the Nats make versus what the Cardinals make. Um, and, and, and the last number I had saw was that the Nats – made $70 million in 2020 um, on their TV deal. The card's $65 million. And that does not mean that the Nats were splitting the 70 with the Orioles. The Orioles made $54 million on their TV deal. So, um, yeah, that's the TV deal is only part of it. It's only one spigot, one part of the revenue spigot. And I, I and that, it pales in comparison sometimes, too, if there's an overwhelming a numerical advantage in terms of attendance. For instance, the Cardinals' uh, attendance is much better. Uh, you mentioned the loyal fan base. It's also because they win all the time. They're 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 viable. You know, they're in the conversation. And the reason the fan base is 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 loyal is because they can count on having a good team. And they lock guys up when they're supposed to lock guys up. So it's kind of the chicken of the egg thing. I I, I think the Nats would have a loyal fan base, uh, the a Cardinal level loyal fan base. If they felt like there wasn't a revolving door here, uh, I, you know, I have some bunch of friends who are going to the games this upcoming weekend because they're diehard Cardinals fans. I'm I'm very respectful of the franchise. It wasn't hard for them to find tickets and find damn good tickets. So, um, I just you know I think that's that's just all part of the equation. But it's not just a TV revenue deal, and. Uh, uh, I just think that as as Nats fans, and I don't, you got to feel the same source of frustration that I do, you know, in the sense that you, you, you have the, an unbelievable run of good fortune on the baseball diamond for about seven years, 12, 2012, 2013 to two, to the culmination of winning the series, right? 2019. And as sports fans, you start to think that's a birthright. That's something that's going to be there for you all the time. We got all these young studs. We got all these guys, and, and now I, I recognize it was an older team. Some of the elements of the team were older, but there was there was a lot of young talent. Turner, Rendon, Bryce, Soto. It sure felt like a birthright when them, the Caps, and the Mystics all won a championship yeah. in like 18 months. That was awesome. It just seems like yesterday that Ovi was rolling around in the fountains outside of Nats Park <laughs> with a Stanley Cup, right? With uh, in the middle of the afternoon, only halfway sober, uh, but I mean those, I, and 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 maybe that's just it. Maybe that's what differentiates uh, a team like the like St. Louis. Not to 
you know, I don't want to bow down to these guys, but I mean, they're just relevant and they're decent. They're good all the time. And I guess that should be a lesson to all of us that it's just, it's really hard to sustain that. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's really frustrating to think that, I mean, if you had stacked up 2015 and I know the Cardinals were arch rivals through a lot of those years, we had to deal with them in the playoffs as Nats. But if you stacked up the teams, they're very comparable. If not, the Nats were better. And yet now we find ourselves in a situation where they're the worst team in baseball. And you got the you got the Orioles up the street playing their asses off. Tell me that doesn't just drive a knife in your heart. Yeah, I mean, well, I got nothing against the Orioles. But well, I mean yeah, they got, that team up there, which was so has been so awful. Badly outperforming this team. Watching them go on a double-digit win streak hurt. It was salt in the wound. We're already the worst team in baseball. I mean, the Orioles still, even with that multi, like 10-11 game win streak, whatever it was, they still just barely got over 500. But even still, watching their fan base celebrate and experience joy, they don't. That's our job. Yeah, that's our job yeah. around these parts, not theirs. <laughs> Well, I mean, like I said, you know, we two models, uh, and you can love them or hate them, uh, or hate them and hate them, are the Cardinals and the Braves right now in terms of the level of excellence. Uh, and you know, there's some 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 conjecture in Atlanta about you know there's some multiple stories going on as to how Freddie Freeman got out of town, but all the Braves did was went out and found a replacement for him right away. When they, you know, um, you know, at first base, and the Braves and the Cards have one thing in common too. Another thing in common, they lock up guys, they keep guys, and uh, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. is not going to be playing for the Cincinnati Reds. You know, he's not going to be traded to the Mariners. He's going to be a lifetime guy in uh, in Atlanta, and that's just what you do. That's you know, that's a kind of a matter of business. So it's hard to imagine, hard to remember a 23-year-old traded away at this juncture of his career. Well, and I mean, you say hard to remember. Over the illustrious history of baseball, which spans back, you know, 100-plus years, it's never happened. You've never traded away. You've never seen a 23-year-old. Babe Ruth, right? I mean, how old was Babe Ruth when he was, you know? When, when so the, you're literally going back a hundred years yeah. to find somebody that that has happened before with. Yeah, and his numbers track like Ted Williams. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the reference from the Seamheads. He's a generational player, and he's going to be a generational player. Now I've gotten over the sting of seeing Bryce in a Philly jersey. I've I've not really gotten over the sting of Trey Turner in a Dodger jersey. That's Max still, Scherzer looks horrible still with, hurts, the, with yeah. the Mets. I can't Ugh. stand the Mets either. But to it, it, it's I think there's a legion of Washington baseball fans who would be hard pressed to get over Juan Soto wearing somebody else's jersey. I, I just I think that is a tough, tough workaround right there, Denton. Don't know. Oh yeah, I, I'm with you there because like the bright the sting with Bryce wore off when we won a championship. Yeah. When we won, I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not the angry ex anymore here. But with Soto, it would be a little different. The other part of it, too, Bryce was hard to like. Uh, true or false? 
I actually loved Bryce Harper. He, no, he he's was an abrasive millennial like yourself. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him and I was like, yes. Okay. That's what I want. Kindred spirit. All right. Well, Soto, the anti Bryce to me. And he's one of those guys that has endeared himself in so many ways. Uh, you'd, you'd miss it, the strut the struggle. All right. Let's wrap this baby up. Thanks for everybody to everybody who listened. Thanks for the tweets as well. Thanks to my man Denton Day as well. Nice job in there, Denton. Charlie and Dave coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.